This episode was recorded at the I.O. Theater. The I.O. Theater is home to Chicago's best improv comedy with shows seven nights a week. They offer classes in improv, writing, and more. Visit IOImprov.com for a full schedule. My name's Peyton. Come on over, cause we're still waiting. It's movie night, and we're both gay. It's hard to find a movie that way. Lucky for you, we found a few. It's Queer Movie Night. Hi! Welcome, Welcome to, to Queer, Queer movie, movie Night. I'm Deb. And I'm Peyton. And this is our third go of this intro, because we keep messing up. <laughs> um, this week is my pick, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No. No. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> it's not, honey. Uh. Honey, stop. <laughs> What's your pick? Um, I picked a movie called Trick. Wonderful. Why? Um, so the I know I was telling you like when we first started this podcast, I was like going to Reckless Records and just picking up all these gay DVDs. So mm-hmm. this was one of them. Um I remember seeing that Tori Spelling was in it and I was like, oh, this is gonna be fun. <laughs> Um, and it was a lot of fun. It's really cute. Um, and I was just like, the first time I watched it, like, I was just surprised by how much I enjoyed it. I think it's like a really fun movie. Um, and uh, I really felt for the characters. And I felt like, uh, I don't know, it's it's different. And it it's, there's something about it that is just like really enjoyable and a good time. I don't mm-hmm. know. What did you think? I thought exactly that. It's a good time. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know anything about it. Yeah, going which I in. didn't either. So I think I think that's a good way to go into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's, I mean, there's always a little bit of nervousness going into watching any queer film that yeah. was not made in the last yeah. five years. Yeah. It seems. <laughs> um, I still still get nervous yeah, watching yeah. them because you never know what's going to happen most mm-hmm. of the time. Um, but I feel. Like with this, you just don't know. Yeah. Um, and it was so enjoyable. And I yeah. think like you go, sometimes I go into these movies and I wait for the other shoe to drop mm-hmm. and it never really happens. It's just like a fun, easygoing movie that I absolutely understand why you love it. It's yeah. very you. Yeah. That's a compliment. Oh, thank you. We also have the same taste in movies. So. <laughs> I feel like it would be such a good musical. Like, oh my gosh, it would. Like the storyline lends itself to that, and there actually He's is like some original music in it. A musical theater writer. Yeah, yeah. Composer. Yeah, composer. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is fun. Um, just like a quick overview for the listeners. This movie is about. Um, What's the actor's name? But it's about Gabriel, who writes music for musical theater, and his best friend, played by Tori Spelling, who is an actress who is mostly unsuccessful, from what we can tell. <laughs> Talk about Tori Spelling herself? <laughs> um, both. Yeah. Tori Spelling's pretty successful, though. I mean, yeah. through her dad, I feel. Yeah. <laughs> She's she's made do. <laughs> she's made do. Yeah. Um, Christian Christian Campbell is the name of the actor because yeah, he's he Nev Campbell's because... brother. Oh, okay. So the whole time I was trying to figure out how I knew him, so I looked up his IMDb and still did not recognize any of the things he was in. Have you seen Reefer Madness? Shockingly, no. Oh, you should. But he's I know. in he's in that. Yeah. Um. So he's Nev Campbell's brother. I guess he does look exactly like Nev. 
Yeah. They look exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> and they're both in Reefer Madness together. Yeah. Um, and surprisingly, he's not gay, but he seems very gay in this movie. Yeah. I don't think either of the guys are gay in the movie, hmm. which is unfortunate, but yeah. whatever. Wow, they're really good at acting it. They're really good at acting. <laughs> when they did the kiss, I was like, yeah, they're gay. Yeah, they're gay. <laughs> That's what I think when I meet... Anybody. I'm like, yeah, yeah, they they gay. gay. (laughs) (laughs) Nick doesn't look happy. He looks like he's... And then I went back to work. He smiled for a second and then then hit that thing. Do you ever watch somebody smile fade? It is the saddest, most lonely thing to watch on a person's face. The smile... I'm doing it right now just to get some slowly fade. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I feel it's that. In, it's intense. <laughs> it's sad. It is sad. <laughs> <sighs> um, so Gabriel is a composer, and he's having a really hard time working on this musical, which the song that he's working on, um, uh, funnily enough, is called Enter You, which is so hilarious. Um, like the double entendre and everything. <laughs> um, and then he goes to this go-go bar, and he falls instantly in lust with this go-go dancer uh, named Paul or... What is it? I've got it right some, here. It's like some sort of boring name. Um, <laughs> oh, it's Mark. Mark, Mark. God, that's boring. <laughs> that's boring. Um, and then they... Uh, so then the whole movie is them sort of trying to hook up, but they keep getting cock-blocked by like every single person and thing in New York City. It's classically frustrating. Yeah, it's really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then it sort of gets to the point where it's like, is this a hookup? Are they looking for more? Which is really interesting. Um, he's got this really terrible straight roommate who's always... Um, they have this really realistically tiny New York apartment, which is... This is the first movie I've seen that's like... That I actually believe that that would be an apartment in New York that they're paying for, mm-hmm. where it's like a studio that he shares with this other guy, and he's always sleeping in the hallway because his um, roommate is having girls over to sleep over. Um, <laughs> they're having sleepovers with girls. They're having sleepovers with girls. <laughs> is that what the heterosexuals are doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They have to pee with the pee. They have to pee with the pee. They have to pee with the pee. They put the pee into the pee. They put the pee into the other pee. I was just going to say, this feels like we're on the cusp of a Bill Cosby. And frankly, that's problematic now. Um, I'm not endorsing it. I'm okay. Just... <laughs> right before well, I, I declare that it's absolutely for sure problematic. God, put the pudding in the <laughs> I hope it was worth it, Deborah. I hope I mean, it was worth it. Uh, we're laughing. So. <laughs> Don't you know me? I'm a bitch for laughter. I'll do anything for that goddamn laugh. Um, and it ends in the two <laughs> finally sort of coming together. They never hook up, but it sort of seems like a hopeful, like, they'll probably see each other again, and they oh, yeah. are happy about meeting each other. And I love, I absolutely love that the movie, like, ends in, like, a Disney type of, like, a chorus comes in and sings the song, and they're like, enter you. It's so fun. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's the basic gist of it. Um, any initial thoughts from you before we get into it, or... No, I think he covered it. Yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. Um, 
End of that episode. was an awesome episode. <laughs> actually, that was really awesome. <laughs> I'm actually very stoked about this. I find this time very neat that we're at eight minutes and now 44 seconds. By next season, I can see the screen for the first time. By next it. season, our episodes will be one and a half minutes. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> Just enough time for Just you to like time, yeah, for you to get in and get out. Get in and get out. Just like Mid- the heterosexuals. Just I mean, the big the, the pig. <laughs> what was I gonna say? Oh, I I I I don't know if this is a say it hot take or anything, but I don't think I like Tori Spelling. So she was always Tori my least Spelling. favorite part of nine hundred two and zero, and I used to love nine hundred two. I love nine hundred two and zero. Let's talk about it. They're doing a reboot mm-hmm. that's like a fake reboot. It's very meta. It sounds very fun and bad, and I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Um, yes, I think that obviously Tori Spelling is not a talented actress, not at all. But she's very good at playing this part. This is the same thing that she plays in every single movie, and she's very perfect. For this part, I oh, feel yeah. like it she was, was probably written cast. for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, she's probably the name on the movie that like gave them the funding to make the movie. So you God literally bless. handed me the DVD, <laughs> and I said, "Oh, Tori Spelling," <laughs> and I was like, I "Don't know if you remember." Mm, yeah, she's in it. <laughs> yeah, she's an awful singer, and you have to hear her <laughs> sing so, so many times. Uh, the full song. She's like, "Enter you." <laughs> Yeah, you sound so much better than she does in the movie. It's too long. Kayla walked in as I was watching that first scene, and she walked in, walked out, walked back in, and said, "Is she still singing? This is the same goddamn song." Yeah, <laughs> but she's—I personally don't really care for her. Yeah, but I think she was like perfect for this. Role. Yeah, I think I don't hate her. I th- I think I enjoy her. Like, ironically, because, like, whenever I... Like, have you ever seen Carol's Christmas or whatever with her in it where she's, Mm. like, Scrooge? It's, like, so bad. But just, like, watching her in anything I think is hilarious in in kind of a mean way, I guess. Oh, yeah. Um, I think Kayla used to like Tori Spelling because I have a very vivid memory of her having a crush in high school. Like a crush? Oh, no, she just liked her. I think she liked her. Oh, not a crush. Not a crush. Oh my God. How could I correct you after you said crush? Like, how not fun of me. A crush. That's what we're saying now. Um, no, their book, I think her and Dean's yeah. like first book um, that they wrote. Notorious? Together. Oh. I th- something like that, but she definitely owned it. I'm calling her out now. I love, I just love the the ego of like, Having every book that you write have your name in it mm-hmm. <laughs> in the title. Yeah, pay Tom yeah, attention my, to me. Yeah, my <laughs> <laughs> pay Tom attention to me. <laughs> Deb, Deb. Well, you could use Deborah D bag as yours. Oh, I guess that's my Instagram <laughs> handle. Also, I'm doing a bad job at thinking of witty things. I still am stumped. Deborah. Cup C or D. That's a great one. I would I would pick that up. That sounds like a straight man just came up with that. That was like me saying to a straight man, can you think of something like really nice as with my name in it as a title? And they would come up with that. <laughs> They'd be like, I'm on my P 
period? Yeah. <laughs> um, like something I period. I cry a lot, and Grey's Anatomy is my favorite show. <laughs> okay, now you're just adding me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> kind of roasting Peyton a little bit. That's becoming the theme of the show, I feel. Good. Just in the last couple of episodes. <laughs> it, we would never roasted you before Craig Owen. <laughs> but now we can't fucking Before stop. Craig Owen, you were, you were fine. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, I do love uh, Tori Spelling's role in this movie because she's kind of she's very unlikable. Yeah, like, she is. She's like a problematic um, girlfriend of a gay guy who like she doesn't support him at all. She's only like there for his attention. Like, is she in love with him? I think she does have like a bit of a crush on him. Well, when they kiss, like while acting in that first scene, and then like her freak out in the diner. Yeah, I mean, I think she always. I th- my read on her character is that she was heartbroken that he ended up being gay and that she holds on she still sees him as like her person mm-hmm. and like she's jealous of Mark for sure that's yeah. that's my read on her um I uh, it's so interesting how this movie is very like a a player musical too because there's so many monologues in it like that the she has that ridiculous monologue in the diner about like the cheese fries and she's telling the story about some guy who's really into poop mm-hmm. and stuff um but a lot of characters have those sort of monologue moments um a really big moment for that and like a turning point in the movie is when um uh, Gabriel runs into the drag queen Coco Peru in the bathroom and she tells a story that sort of turns him off of Mark for a bit, which was, I guess Coco Peru like got added to the movie late on and they like rewrote that whole like section just for her to be in it, which is kind of really? fun. Yeah. <laughs> I, that was like one of the longest monologues I've it's ever It's so long. Seen. Yeah. <laughs> And it's so uncomfortable. Like you yeah. feel like Gabriel just standing there. Yeah. Like, yeah. And honestly, she's giving it a hundred and one thousand percent energy the whole time. Coco she's Peru like, is giving you, you know everything what? for twelve minutes. <laughs> and you know what? And honey, and it's like the energy is so high. I'm yeah. like, it's actually very impressive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I did. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm wondering because I know Coco Peru is kind of like an internet personality, but I, I wonder how big they were when this movie came out because I only knew about Coco Peru within like the last few years or so. Hmm. Me no no. Just a, just so query. Um, I also love the. Um, I'm not really talking about the gay stuff yet, but I love the um, the character of the uh, the straight guy's girlfriend. The oh the, yeah, because she comes off as as super ditzy and like doesn't know what she, like know what she's talking about or anything. And then it turns out she's like one of the most intelligently intelligently uh, emotional emotionally intelligent people in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the scene where she's like sort of having a therapy session between Mark and um, Gabriel. I think that's so fun. Yeah, while her boobies are out. While her boobies are out. That was shocking. Yeah, the first time I saw it, I was like, do we really need that? But it is funny. Yeah. Like, the situation and, yeah. Uh, We had a boobies moment. We did have a boobies moment. I didn't know know there was going to be a little something for me. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I was shocked though. I was like, whoa, boobies. And then I said, Kayla, look, boobies. And she was like, whoa, boobies. <laughs> That's every time we see boobs. Boobs on our tube. Look, boobies. <laughs> um, another thing I really. <laughs> admire about this movie is the way that Gabriel's uh, character is handled because he has this um, it's such a lighthearted movie but it really does tackle some important um, issues that we have in the queer community especially for queer men of like toxic masculinity and um, uh, internalized homophobia where there's a moment early on when uh, Gabriel's talking to Mark and he's saying I never really liked gay people and like, I I don't know. I just feel like I'm not like everyone else. Like I don't have bleached blonde hair and like I don't work out and blah, 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 blah. Even though like when he takes his shirt off, it's obvious that that person works out, but whatever. Yeah, um, that's absolute bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it it's, it's something that like as you're watching, watching now um, as a gay person now, you're like, ooh, like, if someone said that now, I'd be like, gross. But it is also, like, part of our journey of, like, what what is it that I actually don't like about gay culture? And then what is it that, like, I've been taught not to like and, like, not to associate with? Mm-hmm. And I think the scene when, the, when Mark takes them to that other club um, where Gabriel actually takes off his shirt and starts to like let himself loose, you're starting to see that he that part of him is changing and he's like he's becoming more comfortable in his own skin, which is sort of his journey, the important journey for the movie because like he's having trouble with his music because he's not connecting to the emotional part of it. He's not opening up himself to this emotional part of it. And we talked a a little bit about this in uh, Kiss Me, I think, uh, the last episode, where um, you see this reoccurring theme of queer people having this relationship before Gabriel had this relationship with someone in college that, to me, it seems like it was a bad, um, uh, not a bad guy, but maybe a bad guy, but someone that had turned him off to what queer culture might be or what, he might be like as a queer person Mm -hmm. yeah um yeah and the movie's funny yeah yeah well i've I've just said yeah (laughs) i did like i did really like his character though gabriel Gabriel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah um yeah i think he was i felt like he was like very relatable yeah i think and i think that's sort of his purpose like i think he is sort of the everyday man's like glimpse like sort of like the character you're supposed to identify with so that you can get into the world of the story Mm -hmm. so I think he was a character that queer people can identify with but also that like a straight audience could identify with because they might be like I don't understand why people are like that they could see like through Gabriel that things aren't always like what you first conceive them to be and like maybe there's parts of you that you are shutting yourself off from because like you label it as bad or like not how you are mm-hmm. um so yeah i like that um i like the character of mark too because he's i feel like all the characters in the movie you get an initial idea of what they're like and then it gets turned on its head 
So, like, with the girlfriend and also with Mark, you initially think, oh, he's just in it for a hookup. He's, like, he's a go-go boy. But he he's the one that is, like, hurt when... Gabriel says, I thought I was just trying to get off and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. He's the one that's like, is that what this is? Like, I I really liked you. And, like, I thought you were different. Um, so it is nice to see that turn. And I don't know. I just like this sort of theme of, like, everybody's not what you initially think they are. Yeah. I, th- I, th- I think that it makes this movie that's a lot of fun and is seems like a fluffy kind of romantic comedy into something that really... I don't know, mean something has some meaning. I think you just figured out the theme of the Herald that we just did. <laughs> <laughs> the thematic pull was what you just said. <laughs> the thematic pull, yeah. I hate my fucking brain. But that was what I <laughs> legitimately thought of first. It was like, oh, it's like you found the, the theme of the Herald. Um, yeah, that too. Did you like the, the older man character? Um... Yes, the the like other musical theater person who yeah. does the, and then he meets up with, his, with boy- his. I think his boyfriend is Kevin Chamberlain. Do you? Know yeah, I was Kevin trying to figure out how why how I knew him. Yeah, he was Horton in a Sue School the Musical. No. Yeah, and he was also he um, Fester. He was also Fester in the Adam Family Musical, and I think he did a couple things on Disney Channel. Oh yeah, he looked really familiar. Yeah. Um, feather, yeah. This is your next neighbor calling. Um, I don't, I don't think I feel strongly about that character. I mean. Oh my God, it is. <laughs> it is him. Yeah. Kevin Chamberlain. Yeah. Oh, he was on Jesse. Hey, just say. Yeah, he's the, he's the dad, right? Yeah. <laughs> Teen Beach movie. Oh yeah, Christmas he's the with ba- the cranks. <laughs> a movie that I hated for years. You didn't then, like Christmas with the cranks. And then last year I watched it for the first time. And you loved. I wouldn't say love, but I definitely liked it more. And I <laughs> cried when they when when he gave his cruise to the couple. <laughs> and I was like, fine, I guess I like Christmas with the cranks. <laughs> I guess I like Christmas with oh the cranks. <laughs> <laughs> this will not continue on into our next. This episode. will not. No, no, no. Maybe or maybe we'll. Oh my god! Right. Too soon, too soon. I know. Actually, not too soon. It's been going on for years. But. I have a playlist that plays at work, and Michael Jackson song started playing. And I asked my coworker. I said, "Is this problematic? Should I take this song off the playlist?" <laughs> and she looked at me like, "I don't know, and I don't give a fuck. Get back <laughs> to you your work." Do you use the playlist? <laughs> Do you curate the playlist? Well, you can plug in, like, oh. whatever. Like, whoever opens that day yeah. gets to play whatever they want. Honestly, but it's just, like, a random banger playlist, and I have, like, yeah, um, one of his old, yeah. one, not just one of his songs. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> um, I my answer to the question is, yeah, you should probably take it off. Yeah, I probably should. Um, yeah, so that's Kevin Chamberlain. The character, I don't... So there also is one thing about this movie that I'm not sure bothers me or not. I think it does not bother me is like, there's a subtle hint of racism from a lot of the characters. Um, Gabriel and Tori Spelling's character. I can't remember her name. Both say like when Gabriel's talking about his ex-boyfriend, he's like, he was Italian. He was like, Oh, maybe he wasn't Italian. Maybe he was like Puerto Rican or something. And then also Tori Spelling's like, 
she mentions a woman in her story and she says something about her being something and she's like I'm not racist or anything but I just don't like the look of this person so there's like sort of like this which was very common in the early 90s and is still common today of like oh that's just a preference for me blah 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 and I think the movie is using that as sort of like a subtle commentary but it did um, oh so sorry it did, I just hit the microphone it did. Um, I'm glad you apologized. They, oh, could they hear it? Okay. I'm so glad you apologized. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah. Oh, baby, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, please, baby, please so don't sorry. leave me. Okay. I will not, I'll never I'll do it again. You. I won't leave uh, you. <laughs> I won't leave you. I won't leave you. Uh, we're going to a dark place today. Yeah. <laughs> These are sweet nothings in Nick's ear, I imagine. <laughs> Wait, you want to do ASMR? I actually really fucking hate ASMR. Yeah. It makes my skin crawl. I like it, but I in a funny way. Like I think it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that meme like of, that one, of that one girl going? Yeah, girl. Yeah, <laughs> I love her. Her videos are so funny. She's weird looking. She's wild, but yeah, yeah. Um, that scared me. Anyway, yeah. Um, back to your question, which happened like maybe fifteen minutes ago. <gasps> Uh, I guess that's on both of us. No, it's me. that's on me. It's on both of us. I veered left and didn't turn the car back straight. Um, there's a moment when the older gay character um, sings like a song and he puts on like a a Spanish accent and does that song. And that part kind of like rubbed me the wrong way too. Mm-hmm. But that happens in musical theater stuff all the time. Um, but I don't know. I think I like that character because you get this. They also do this sort of like turn of like at first he seems like he's just like another one of those like stereotypical gay characters who is very queeny and um and like is only interested in sex and he even judges the mark character which is like i think just all of the characters are have interesting flaws that make them imperfect but also make them more realistic so um, while I don't necessarily like his character, I appreciate the realisticness of him, and he didn't bother me. And I did like the sweet story of him getting back together with his boyfriend. Mm-hmm. What did you think of that character? Yeah, pretty much same. Yeah. Um, I liked when he got back with his boyfriend because mm-hmm. I felt like they were setting him up to be like, it, pretty much what you just said like yeah is it it feels weird calling a gay guy queen <laughs> like for me so. oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. you have my permission <laughs> okay well he was a queen yeah he was I a mean queen. people are queens now like you can say queen yas queen like yas queens queen. have been queen has been reclaimed cool okay <laughs> cool okay um yeah I mean he wasn't my favorite character yeah but oh, you know who else I was surprised to see? Yeah, um, the actress Kate from Mary. The Office. Yeah, yes, I was like in like she a tiny part to the same yeah. age <laughs> forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a surprise. Get, yeah. Um, so let's rate it, I guess, unless we have any other Do you thoughts. Have any other thoughts? I don't think so. I I really enjoyed this movie. Um, I think it's a lot of fun, and I think everyone should watch it and give it a try. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're making a sequel, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Same actors? Um, yeah, same actors. The two main actors are 
not looking as cute as they did originally. From what I read, it sounds like it's like a they sort of lost touch of each other and then run into each other again, which could be kind of cute. Oh, and I bet they're gonna go through a bunch of a bunch of um, shenanigans. Mm-hmm. And a, shenanigans. A bunch of crazy characters. I would love. I hope that Coco, Peru, and Tori Spelling return. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Um, but yeah, it's uh, that should be fun. If I hope that works out because they had like a Kickstarter for it and everything. So I, I I did see they were doing a stage reading and stuff. So that's exciting. That's cool. Um, yeah. Do you like the movie well enough that you would want to do? <gasps> oh yeah. Or go to something like. That? Oh yeah, I would definitely want to see the sequel. I mean, it's a it's a it's a great movie. Yeah. Also, when I was watching it, like the second time or something I was saying I really enjoy the actress who plays the ditzy girlfriend I wish that I had seen her in other stuff yeah she was a weird actress though. yeah she's, she's a weird delivered stuff very weird yeah thing. she's like a very very character actress I'm wondering what she's like in real life like yeah. cause I feel like that's not her real voice yeah um, um and it would be great if she made a comeback for the sequel as yeah, well I'd, I'd be see happy to her, see her yeah <laughs> <laughs> Want to see if they held up? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious to me. <laughs> and boobies make the world go round, boys. <laughs> we are the world. <laughs> we are the children. We are the ones who make. So it we always um, like to rate our movies on the video resources. <laughs> well, you talk over me and the yeah yeah the underscore. Um, one, uh, the Vita the Rosa test, it has to pass three rules. One, that the movie have queer-identifying characters. This one obviously does. Two, that the characters have other personality traits besides being gay. Um, this movie does a very interesting thing where they subvert that idea and make you think they're stereotypes, and then they actually turn out to be more interesting. So I would say that, that passes. <laughs> this is like a marathon trying to do this while you're singing. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> and I don't know why I feel like I have to do it really fast. <laughs> like I'm on a timer. <laughs> That's a fun game, right? Yeah. Keep going. Um, let us know on, on social media if you would like us to keep this up. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez! <laughs> yeah, I just know the chorus. Ben. Yeah, <laughs> but she can sing it over and over again. Yeah, but I'll do it over and over. Well, that's why I added a key change because I wanted to spice it up a little bit. <laughs> I wanted it to be, you know, interesting for the listeners and, then and she, like, extra hard for Peyton. <laughs> she turned it into a mashup of like. I'd like to buy the world a coke. Oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a good one. Surprise Glee did not do that already. <sighs> Glee, the Glee. one mashup they didn't do. Happy 10th anniversary, by the way. <gasps> it's the We're 10th old. anniversary? Yeah, just this past of week. Of season was the one? 10th anniversary. Uh, mm-hmm. I watched season one like nine times. Yeah, I think I did too. But... Rule number three of the Peter Rosso test <laughs> is? is that the movie, uh, that if you had uh, removed the queer characters from the movie, there, uh, it would significantly change the plot. Which, if you remove the queer characters from this movie, there would be no movie. So Absolutely. it passes with flying colors. It would just I be a say. movie about Tori Spelling and Baby. We don't want that, and nobody wants that. No. <laughs> Actually, I could see like a spinoff series of her, like just trying to make it as an actress and failing, like I every. Know. <laughs> and I know people probably want that. I just don't. <laughs> I just don't. Yeah. Well, so the like random like. Lesbian stuff that happens at the end too. Yeah, like, I think you're dealing with 
lesbian issues. Like internalized. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that felt random to me. Yeah, I mean, I think it's... I don't know. I think maybe it's not shown in her performance. I feel like maybe they were trying to hint that, like... Or I don't know that her character was like jealous because she does have lesbian feelings or like maybe she's bisexual and she does have feelings for women, but she doesn't like want to confront that. I don't know. It, it was very like it was very like thrown mm-hmm. like it was like a throwaway. It wasn't they didn't really elaborate on it. So it wasn't yeah effective, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. We're in no, the no. Test. I'm glad that you brought it up because yeah. I think it's important to talk about. This movie really reminded me of Dare I Say Peyton Camp. <gasps> it had. It felt not not like literally. It's not obviously they're very different movies, but it yeah. had a similar feel to me. Almost like also like is like. But I'm a cheerleader. Yeah, like they're both campy that... type of things. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It reminded me a little bit of it. Yeah, it's like the Sorry. hyper hyper it's realistic. Right. No, no, you're fine. Or not hyper realistic. I guess like surrealistic. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I know what you're saying. Yeah. Um, do you want to do the the Kinsey scale? Yeah, absolutely. And I will start doing that right now. That sounded like purred happily. <laughs> um. <laughs> The Kinsey scale is something I'm going to tell you right now. The Kinsey, we're here at Queer Movie Night. We rate our movies on the Kinsey scale. Zero being completely heterosexual and six. I always want to say five or six. How long have we been doing this? <laughs> uh, six, completely homosexual and the gayer the movie, the better the movie it is to us. And I am going to let Peyton go first. <laughs> Are we shocked? Noi, <laughs> noi. Um, I'm I'm feeling conflicted. I definitely don't want to give it a six because there's I definitely have problems with it. Um, not problem here first. Not problems, but like I don't know. There could always it could be. Yeah. be it's not the perfect movie. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I didn't talk about the piano scene where he like gets. Oh down. my gosh, how did we not talk yeah, about that? Yeah. I was very into that. Yeah, it was so hot. Yeah, I was like, wow, this is so hot, and it's like. When he goes down on him while he's playing the piano, I don't. It's just so funny because it's like that obviously cannot work, but it's yeah. Like, but I bet that is like a lot of musicians' dreams. Sexual fantasy. Oh my god, yeah! I would yeah. love if somebody went down on me as I was like blowing playing, out a trombone yeah. or something. <laughs> um, I do not play trombone. Yeah, and I do scene, play piano. Yeah, the lighting Man, in that in that chords. scene is so sensual too, and like romantic. I love that. Yeah, that image. Um, yeah, there's a lot of great things I like about this movie. I'm going to say I'm going to give it a five. Okay. Um, I, I really like it. I think it's fun. I think it's, I think it does a lot of the work for queer audiences of like, here are some things that are problematic about our community. Um, and like, let's just remember that we are all, um, I don't know, it sort of like puts that under a magnifying glass while also showing um, straight people that like, while queer people do like to hook up, there's also the other side of it of like they do are there there are relationships. There are the older queenie gays that like have committed relationships. There are the young gays that don't just want to hook up. They want to get to know a person and and be together. So I think at the time that this movie came out, it that was a good message. Um, not that I think it really got out to anybody because it was like an indie film, but. 
Um, and it's just cute and fun, and I like it. It has to have a cult cl- or a cult following now. Yeah, right? yeah, for sure. Oh, I feel like especially they wouldn't the make community. you making a sequel. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm interested to see how the sequel um, comments on like queer culture now, like with mm-hmm. with like Grinder and yeah, lots changed uh, yeah, since this yeah, movie was made. Yeah, for sure. Um, I will give it a. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I feel like I'm a little biased. Um, It was, I thought it was like a really solid movie. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, I don't, it reminded, I don't know. I can't just, so I, I think like, like that campy feel Mm -hmm. of movies may not be my favorite genre. Yeah. And I know that I love the movie camp, but I think it's a, 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 Nostalgic, nostalgic thing. pick, yeah. Um, like, but I'm a cheerleader. I recognize that it's a great movie, but it's yeah. not one of my favorites. Yeah, either. Yeah, and I think this genre is just maybe not my favorite. But yeah. I did not know that about myself until we started this podcast. So that's cool. Making some difference, or <laughs> not making difference. No, it's no, no, yeah, no. Just learning something. I'm things. learning. Yes, yeah, <laughs> about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm bad on this episode. Like I'm doing, I'm doing a I'm sure objectively bad to. job <laughs> as a co-host on this episode. Um, yeah, but I don't want that to take away from like yeah. the actual film or yeah. your experience with the film because yeah. I think it's it doesn't at all really good, especially for when it was made. Like I said, I yeah. was like a little bit nervous something really bad was going to mm-hmm. happen, yeah. and nothing ever really did, and yeah. it was just ended up being a really sweet movie. Yeah. I also I, I also want to say that the older guy who like starts dancing when um Gabriel's like I could never go go dance that's exactly how I would dance if I was a go go dancer so Hell yeah. Just in case anyone's wondering. Oh, I'm sure there are thousands of people thousands wondering. of listeners listening thousands and wondering how does co-host Peyton dance if he were a go go dancer? Yeah. If you're out there <laughs> Craig Owen listening to this podcast. <laughs> Now you know. And know that we're big fans. And that's why we keep <laughs> dropping your name. <laughs> um, so please follow us on social media, Queer Movie Night, um, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Follow me at Peyton Cody Lynch on um, Twitter and Instagram. Oh, and follow me, Deborah Duncan, at Facebook and Twitter and Deborah D. Back on Instagram. Yeah. I and should have had a, I should have had like a little caffeine before I. <laughs> and you have a show coming up, Deborah, right? I do. A long time gone, a Dixie Chicks musical. Yeah, at IO um, Chicago. At IO Chicago, June 16th and 23rd. You can always catch Dreamboat on Fridays at 8 at IO Chicago. Mm-hmm. All queer improvising team, and Deborah and I play on there. Um, and I was going to say something else, but else? maybe I wasn't. What's no. your pick for, for the next oh, my episode, pick. Deb? Um, my pick is the 90s classic, Fried Green Tomatoes. I'm so excited. I'm very excited, too. This is our first movie where we're doing, where it's, like, not explicitly yeah. gay. So I'm... um. Going a little bit outside of the box for this mm-hmm. pick, but I've been waiting a while mm-hmm. to do it, and it feels like the right and time. And the wait was worthwhile. The wait was worthwhile. Thank the you for being queer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being queer, everyone. We love you. We love you. We, lo- we love you, everyone. 
we're gonna lose people with that last <laughs> Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.